Thanks for listening to the Refuge Podcast. We are all about unifying a generation of college students to be disciple-making followers of Jesus. It's our goal each week to equip and empower you to make disciples on your college campus. Whether you're enrolled in a university, taking a gap year, attending school virtually, or simply 18 to 25, grab your AirPods and let's have a conversation. Okay, so my freshman year of college, many of you... No, mostly Gracie Herring is going to love this, but I'm going to say it. I got a scholarship to play baseball. No way. You played baseball in college? Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I was a stud. Um, I was getting looked at at by many. um, No, I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so whatever. That's not the point. I got a scholarship to play baseball. If anybody out there has watched Last Chance U, that is the junior college that I played baseball at in Mississippi. I think that's pretty big flex right there. That's kind of cool. East Mississippi Community at first, College. To be honest, like a lot of years when we were dating and maybe even when we got married, I was like, You were oh. annoyed by the fact that I was successful at baseball. No, not annoyed, but I was like, Okay, it's this like <laughs> tiny junior college in Mississippi, which like I didn't really understand oh, was... how big of a deal like junior colleges are in Mississippi. We actually call them community colleges here in North Carolina, but. Uh-huh. Yeah. There are community colleges. And then that show on Netflix came out, and it was like the school that you played at. And right. I was like, okay, it's that's kind of cool. But to set the record straight, this it was still, it was very tiny. <laughs> it it was a nothing area, and it was pretty depressing place. And Last Chance you and the whole like football stadium deal was not in existence okay, when I was now there. Okay, don't like down talk yourself. You're pretty okay, cool. Okay, I'm guy. pretty cool. I'm pretty cool. So anyway, that's not the point of the story. So uh Again, all you athletes out there, you know, you, you work, you know, your whole life to get to the point where you can succeed at a higher level. And so I was super proud of myself to get a scholarship, even though it came in very late, uh, like right before I graduated high school. But so I worked real hard and I was working really hard to earn a starting position. And somehow I don't, and again, this school is tiny. I mean, there is nothing happening in this town. We, for fun, we would go out in the middle of the woods and chase deer and try to catch them literally with their bare hands it's, 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 it's true and got really close one time and then we realized like what are we going to do if we catch it and we didn't have the answer uh and then we realized we're all on scholarship and what we're, was the name of this town scuba scuba that's right yeah scuba and east east mississippi, mississippi community, community college. college okay see community college uh yeah. anyway so yeah so i don't know how this happened but the the director or the I don't even know if they had deans at community college, but the the lady that was in charge of the music department at East Mississippi Community College somehow found out that I can sing or I'm musical or whatever. I don't know how she found that out. Still don't. So she's this sweet little old lady. If you imagine, like, what's the the nursery rhyme, Little Miss Muppet or whatever? Uh, is it Muppet? This is taking a weird turn. It is, but she. I, I don't, for some reason, I would imagine her as like little Miss. Like she's just this just a t- tiny, frail lady, super sweet. Her name was Miss D. Michelle. Miss D. Michelle, if you're still out there, God bless you. She's just a sweet lady. Like D. Michelle was one word. D. Or apostrophe D. Michelle. Never heard of that. Anyway, she made it her effort that semester to get me involved in every musical 
thing that was going on in their department. They were in need. Oh man, she she had me play, and then she found out I played piano, and it was like, oh, come play, you know, be our accompanist. And I was like, no, I don't read music. I just play by ear. I'm not that talented. So she wanted me to come and be a part. So she was asking me, and again, sweet little old lady, you know, Adam, will you come sing in our help us sing in our choir for our competitions? And I was like. Oh, I don't, uh, I don't know about that. I'll have to think about it. And this became a thing all semester. And it finally hit a breaking point where we had a big game coming up, baseball, we're in the middle of the season. And she wants me, she is making a way to where I can be at their choral competition, which I hadn't sung one, I don't even know what songs they're singing in this choir. And she has arranged where a, a bus or like a van from the school will take me from the the choral competition to my baseball game. And I said, Misty Michelle, we have to get, we get to our games like over two hours ahead of time to begin the, our whole routine. Of oh, don't worry. You'll get there right before the game starts. And I was like, and I don't know what, looking back on it, I laugh, but my biggest issue with her, I could not say no to her. Mm-hmm. I could not say no to this sweet little old lady that was just wrecking my baseball schedule. And I was not there for music. I don't even, anyway. We've all been there. Yeah, and we've all been in that place where you have something or someone or a situation where you just go, man, I have the hardest time saying no to this or to this person or this thing. And, that you know, that's the topic for the day. We talked about last week the importance or how we can, in our disciple-making, how we can say yes and ways that we can, you know, follow through. And yes, is of being obedient and, you know, and, and all the things that it takes to say yes. And I would say it is probably more important to learn in your life how to say no to things that you need to say no to. Yeah, I think this is something in my own life that God has really grown me in the past two years because I said this in the last podcast, I'm a yes girl. Like, I would just say yes to everybody. You say and, no to me a lot, though. <laughs> probably. And I think initially, too, when I when disciple-making really clicked in my life and in my heart, I, w- I wanted to say yes to everything, literally not just for the sake of doing things, but because I wanted to be a disciple-maker. And I felt like if I was saying no to any opportunity— it was me being selfish and it wasn't a chance it like I was not taking the chance to grow my disciple making. And so I think there is a healthy boundaries here with saying yes, of course, but um, here with saying no. So today we're just going to talk about, okay, what are a couple of steps and practical ways we can say no and just kind of create that um, more of like a positive outlook on how to say no, because I think a lot of times it's associated with being negative and we can be so hard on ourselves about saying no to certain things, taking that time for ourselves, um, doing something else instead of what other people want us to do. Um, so learning how to say no is so important and it's, it's definitely not easy. Um, but there's just a lot of small things, um, that you can say no to that are actually really good. And, um, even good things that we say no to, um, you know, I, I think we think that it's going to hurt our disciple making when really saying no sometimes can help our disciple making. Yes, very much so. Um, the first thing we want to mention is understanding your margin. A great definition of margin is the rest purposely built into your everyday life. And I love that because we talk about all the time how important rest is. But understanding and getting a good grasp of 
what the margin looks like in your schedule. You know, in college, your schedule is changing all the time. I mean, from one semester to the next, it's different. I mean, completely different. So, you know, it's a challenge. And maybe you're not a, a calendar person. You know, I call Caitlin the calendar queen because she loves a good organized calendar. And if I tell her something that I'm doing that day, but it's not on the calendar, it's like Ron Burgundy with the teleprompter. It, it's just not happening. Like right. it's not supposed to happen. Exactly. You didn't put it on the calendar. Yeah. And we've I had. I love the calendars. It makes me so excited. Oh man. And over our years of marriage, we've had several arguments because of the calendar was not properly managed. More than several. Yeah. 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 Probably double digits. Okay. Okay. That's enough. But understand your margin. Get a good grasp of what your schedule looks like. Where are your moments in your schedule that you can say yes? Where are some margins in your schedule that you can rest, that you can do those things? But have a good grasp of that and a good understanding of that. That way you can be prepared to say no the right way. But, but that's a huge, that's a big, a huge like undertaking because it is difficult. And I know what some of you are thinking right now is I don't have any margin. <laughs> and so that's not good. That's not okay. And you need to find where you mm-hmm. can get margin in your day and in your schedule. Um, and I was just talking with a student earlier this week, and I know that she's probably one of these people right now that's like, literally this semester, I have no margin. And it's because you have this internship that you're working at now from like eight to five, and then you have to come home and you have to do classes. And then XYZ, anything else that you've committed yourself to, like fills up your day totally. Um, but I think it's a mindset too, because you are in a busy season of life. Like accept that. Yes, that's true. And you can't do anything about the fact that you're doing school and you're doing an internship and you have this other job because you have to pay your bills and put gas in your car. Um, regardless, there are time slots in your day that are empty. And maybe in that season of your life, um, you don't need to add one more thing to it and you don't need to guilt yourself or pressure yourself or feel like this overwhelming need of like, I'm not doing enough um, for the Lord in, in this day. You can, you can do, you can be a disciple maker, obviously at your internship, at your job, um, during your classes, all of those things. So it's not a matter of saying yes to other things that would just like compartmentalize, like being a disciple. But ultimately what I'm just trying to get at is we all have margin, and if you feel like you have zero margin, you really need to evaluate and try to create some or just change your perspective and say, hey, I need to wake up one hour earlier a day. Or during my lunch break, I'm going to take 60 minutes to myself, and that's going to be my margin for that day. Or you know, I'm going to be extra like guarded about my dinner hour. So, so evaluate your margin, and we all have margin, mm-hmm. and it's a mindset. Yes. If, if you said, Adam, I don't have margin. I don't, they are wrong. I don't have it. You have it, but it just may be tiny. <laughs> it may be like 10 minutes a day. That's the case. You're too busy. Something's got to go. And that's why we're doing this podcast is because it's so important to learn how to say no. Um, and the, the next thing is, and you kind of hit at it a little bit, Caitlin, is protect your yes time. Um, you know, bef- like once you've evaluated and understand the margin in your schedule, then you can look at those moments and say, okay, I'm going to protect the time that I can say yes to something. We talked about it last week, a healthy yes. What is it that I know God's calling me to or the person he's put in my life, and this is the time I'm going to give to them. That's a healthy yes. Protect that time. I mean, be, be guarded with the time that you get to say, look, if you're telling us that you have no margin in your life, and then you're like, okay, you actually do, and it's this and this, okay, you don't have a lot. So you got to protect it and you got to, you got to be wise with what you do say yes to, because I mean, I'm guilty of this all the time now, but we can often be guilty of having small amounts of margin in our life 
but then filling it with things that are insignificant yeah, or that and don't things matter. things that won't grow you in any kind of way at all. And I think that yes time that you are talking about is just basically the blank space in your calendar that you don't have anything scheduled and you don't have anything planned. It's so important to just protect that time and not feel like just because you have that time there, you have to fill it. Um, because I like to call that time, like really a space where you can respond to the Holy spirit, because if you're so busy and you've jam packed your schedule so full all day long that you can't even like respond to the Holy spirit when you feel like God's like asking you to do something for somebody or go make this special visit or stop on the side of the road and pray with this person that needs help or change, help her somebody change a tire, you know, anything like that. If you're so busy going from one thing to the next all day long, how are you going to be able to instinctively just respond in a moment to um, who God's laying on your heart? Um, so you have to protect that time. Yeah. Um, and the only way you can do that is by saying no to other things because it's so easy to just fill that with mindless things that aren't beneficial to your schedule. Right. Yeah, the, the far-fetched things are easy to say no to. Things that are an obvious no. <laughs> like, I know that I shouldn't get involved with blank or I know that I, I had... I have no time to do that, so it's a no. Those are easy. It's it's these small things that really are stealing the yes time that are very difficult to say no to. And I think that's that is probably the the thing that comes against uh, our disciple making the most are these really small things that we're having a hard time. I mean, back to poor little Miss D. Michelle, like. Being involved in that is not a bad thing. I mean, it it was good for you know for me musically to do that. I actually got to play. I had to play for like an hour and a half at this like dinner party for the dean of the school, which was kind of cool. I mean, that was kind of a neat opportunity. So there were things that she was asking me to do that weren't necessarily bad, but it was taking me away from the the purpose and the reason that I was at the school in the first place. And so you know, put that into with our disciple making. There are a lot of things that you know may be good. Like they may be good things. They may be fun things. Learning when to say no and when to say yes is not about not doing fun things and only doing, you know, godly things. And like you become basically might as well go to a monastery and just, you know, do that all the time and not have any fun. That's not what we're saying. We're not saying say no to all the fun things and say yes to only like doing a Bible study every day of the week. That's not what we're saying. Uh, What we're saying is four Bible studies in one week is probably not great for your margin. It's not probably great for, there are other things that you could be saying yes to. And I would argue that what that's actually doing is overwhelming you with just too much. You know, study the Bible, learn, read it every day for yourself. But sometimes committing to way too much is not healthy, even if those things you're committing to are good things. Yeah. And I think it's important to learn how to communicate no to people. I think that's a big struggle when it comes to, like, we think no means bad. And so we're saying that this is a healthy thing to say no. So that means you need to learn how to communicate and tell people no and be able to say, hey, I I would love to be a part of this, but actually I I don't have a whole lot of margin this week. I'm just going to have to say no. Next time, let me know. I would love to join you. Think through in your head how to say that so when it comes up, like, you don't feel this pressure to be like, yes, even though you don't want to or no, you don't have the time to do it. So learning how to communicate no is very important because I think a lot of times we're just worried about what the other person is going to think or feel or say um, because we say no. So you just need to know your reasoning behind why you're going to say no and be sure to communicate that and don't shy away from communicating that. And if those people or that person doesn't respect that you 
want to say no, then you probably don't need to be in that environment anyways. People need to respect your personal time and your decision. And um, you don't have to just say yes to something because you had the time for it. It's very healthy to say no, and it's actually a good thing sometimes. Yeah. And then I'll just finish up with this because that's a good, really good point. Not only be ready to communicate your no, but be ready to communicate the why behind your no. And uh, which I guess could kind of be the same thing. But I guess the point that I'm making is I, I think back since we're talking about my freshman year of college, but I think back to that and it was just a rough environment um, to live a godly life. I mean, it was tough. And maybe some of you feel like you're there. And I, I was talking to a student the other day and they said, I literally feel like I'm the only Christian on my campus. And I was like, dude, been there. Like, I, I remember that feeling of like, I'm the only person, you know, I went to an uh, FCA meeting to try it out one time and it felt like an AA meeting. And I was like, what is going on? Like it, this is, we're supposed to be talking about Jesus and everyone's talking about how hammered they got the weekend before. And so it was just a hard environment. And I remember I had so many no's. I mean, those are the obvious no's for me, my freshman year. Hey, you know, do you want to go do these hard drugs? And I'm like, no, I, I worked my tail off to get this scholarship and I would get kicked off the team. No, that's silly. So there were a lot of really easy no's. Uh, but what I'd, and I look, I think back on this all the time. I remember a conversation I had with a guy. He won't listen to this, but uh, I don't remember his first name, but we called him Maxwell. And I remember we were sitting down, and he probably had had a lot to drink, as he often did. And we were sitting on the curb right outside of our dorm, which was basically like a rustic motel. And I was sitting there just trying to get away from everyone because they all drove me crazy. And he sat down next to me, and I was like, oh, here we go. And he said, uh, why, like, why do you all, why do you never want to do what we want to do? Like, why do you, you never want to hang out with us? And he, I mean, it was like a softball. I mean, he like, there's the question and there's my opportunity for this amazing disciple making moment for him, you know, that I could, it's just the open door. And I was not prepared and did not communicate the reason at all. And I could have, you know, I could have said, the perfect statement to him and it could have made, you know, no effect. I don't know. We'll never know. But it's just important to to note, be ready that when you know that you need to say no to something, that's great and it's healthy and it's good. But also a true disciple maker will be able to clearly communicate why they said no to something. And, you know, you can take the short answer, Jesus, or you can take a moment and and truly make um, disciples in that moment right there that God's given you. So uh, just as a challenge, learn and grow in saying a healthy no when you need to say it. Understand your margin this semester, figure out what it is, see where you have those times, protect your yes time. Uh, don't say yes too much and learn when to say no uh, when you need to say no. Hey, thanks for listening to The Refuge Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the conversation and were encouraged in some way. Be sure to subscribe and share the podcast, and we will catch you guys next time.